Poise for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today we're talking with a financial wealth manager who's also a certified exit planner and his services provide a higher level of value for his business owner clients and complement the exit planning services that I deliver. So it's going to be an interesting conversation. But before we do that, let's thank our sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and JAK CPAs. We really appreciate their support and the work that they do for helping business owners. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knudsen and Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time. So contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. Hey, Poised for Exit listeners, let me tell you about an exciting new program that I produced for business owners called Business Transition Readiness Program. The Business Transition Readiness Program, or BTR for short, is an online, self-paced, cost-effective way for you, the business owner, to gain an understanding of what exit planning is, who's involved, and how to get started with the process. Learn more about this timely program now at poisedforexit.com. Use promo code BTR50 to receive $50 off your course registration. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with Brian Adamak, founder and wealth advisor with eWealth Partners. Brian, welcome to Poised for Exit. Julie, I am excited to be here with you. I'm excited to have you here. (laughs) So... We are talking about exit planning. We're talking about financial planning. Um, You've been in the business for a long time. You're also a certified exit planner with not with the exit planning Institute like me. I know that, but with another credentialing firm, um, maybe our listeners don't even know that there are probably three or four credentialing firms out there in the exit planning space. And you're with one of the top ones. So, um, you know, you do what I do in some, in some ways, but for the most part, you focus on the financial and wealth management part of, of the work with regard to exit planning. So just give us a little bit of background. How did you get into this? 
Well, yeah, I guess very early, you know, in my career, I was on the corporate finance side working as a financial analyst with IBM. And then um, after years of doing that, um, I got into the personal finance side working for a smaller independent financial planning firm in the Twin Cities. And um, after about three years there, I um, decided to start my own firm. So that was um, 11 years ago. And oh really kind of just um, built it from the ground up. And it's something that I've been actually passionate about. I've had um, some experience early on, even in high school through mentorship that kind of exposed me to um, wealth advising, financial planning that really got me interested. And I just kept, um, you know, with the curiosity and the intrigue through college. And and so I, I kind of knew early on that I really wanted to do it. And um, it's just something that I, I really enjoy what I do, something that I'm passionate about. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, um, 11, 11 years now from when I started my, my firm from really from, from nothing, I guess, and building a team out. Wow. Good for you. Um, I'm intrigued by that mentorship that you just talked about. So, uh, was this, uh, someone that came into the school and, and just, yeah. you know, really, yeah, so it was. So I went to Rosemont High School, and they had a mentorship program. And uh, fortunately, one of my my good friends, Brett, his mom had a financial planning firm, and so it was just like a two week thing that you just got to kind of like job shadow in a sense. And that's when it was really, you know, my eyes were opened as is like the type of value that uh, a planner can provide, and that it just goes beyond investments and. Um, and then really throughout college, I just kept on meeting with other, um, advisors and they kind of showed, gave me some guidance and direction to go. And, and, and actually earlier today, I just had a phone call with a, uh, a college uh, kid that's kind of opened his eyes to this world. And so I, I try to give back to, to them because I've had a lot of good mentors in, 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 in my time. Good for you. That's, mm-hmm. that's really incredible. I mean, not very many people can say that they, kind of knew what they wanted to do when they were in high school. So, and here you are. Uh, yeah, I, I I know that I'm very, very lucky in that sense. Um, and because I, I know I, I have a lot of clients that just, you know, the career, that's not always the easiest to figure out. So I, I feel no. super lucky in that sense. Well, and so many times, and, and you know, I've, I've been doing what I do for a long time, and I know a lot of advisors, men and women who are in the financial services space, and they kind of evolve into that. Usually it isn't something that they just happen upon and then decide that this is what they want mm-hmm. to do for the rest of their life. Right. Um, so if this is the first time I've ever heard someone say, yeah, I knew when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a unicorn, I guess. No, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. I mean, it, it really um, probably solidified your purpose so early that that you have not wasted a lot of time trying to figure it out and you know kind of fail your way to success if you will like a lot of us entrepreneurs have had to do over the years yeah and what i'll say to that which is kind of common to the entrepreneurial journey is um with like kind of the long term in mind i was even more committed to those early years of really rough years and so mm-hmm. um, I was passionate about it. And so just like, you know, those first three years were extremely tough yeah. and just kind of that commitment to this long-term goal, long-term vision um, really helped me get through those painful early years. Yeah, I get it. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my dad, uh, before he, well, he, no, I shouldn't say before he retired, obviously before he retired, but for, I don't know how many years, 50 years, probably 
he was a financial advisor. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And I remember when I was little, it was a long time ago, um, but I remember him being up late at night and, you know, not being able to afford things yeah. and um, making phone calls after dinner every single night, mm-hmm. right? Because there was no email back then. Um, and it's a grind. Fun, you know, in the phone, in the house, yeah. there was one landline, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it is absolutely a grind. Um, I, I'm happy to not go back to those early days. I mean, it's it's all part of the experience and probably right. valuable, but <laughs> those weren't easy years. Well, and here you are working with business owners, and so what that does for you, of course, and it does this for me too, because I have that background in you know starting businesses and paying mm-hmm. dues. Um, we can really empathize with them. Right. Well, absolutely. And so the importance of getting that planning done, not just for the owner, but the owner and the spouse speak to that. Yeah. And you kind of bring up like, the, again, this entrepreneurial journey and just kind of um, understanding what that looks like and the, the complexities that uh, a business owner entrepreneur has. Um, the e-wealth is really kind of the focus on the the entrepreneurial uh, piece is what that stands for. Okay. And good so it's, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's just coming from a place of understanding that we, you know, serving our business owners is they know that if done right, that their the greatest return there uh, will be their business and just being on their side and like, you know, uh, you know, really a partner and, and saying, encouraging that when right, like, you know, reinvest into the business. And so there's, but then there's also just the reality of, you know, cash flow and time that, you know, we, um, that my team has to serve, um, and helping that business owner client and, and go just beyond like the investment piece of it. Right. And so it's, it's a matter of we're not going to insert ourselves into the client's business and pretend like we're a business coach. You're much um, better in your role to help with kind of the, the values and the value drivers and that the strategic leadership where, you know, we are going to say, okay, well, how does we're, we're, we're uh, more interested in how this impacts your personal financial plan. And, yes. uh, uh, you know, um, it, most business owners, most of their net worth is tied up in their business. Yes. And so that makes it um, complex and interesting to, to then figure out how that moves over to the personal, personal side of planning. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing in a sense, I shouldn't say in a sense, you really are planning for the liquidity event, right? Yeah. And, and, and so, and I, and I kind of, when, when, in my experience, when my business owner clients have had that liquidity event, it's usually not a liquidity event that sets them, sets them off into retirement. Like, um, well, they could potentially retire. They may have the independence and freedom, but they're usually looking at like what's next. And so, so there's the liquidity net as event as far as just the enterprise value of the business, but then also just like the liquidity event of those, um, oh, crap moments of I need liquidity to cover payroll and then designing a plan that says, okay, here's our long-term retirement and here's our short-term and here's what, if we need the, the, um, to reinvest into the business, like kind of almost creating buckets and an understanding of how it's going to be applied, right. And how it can work well, cash flow from the business side over to the personal side. Yeah. So liquidity in that sense too, even before a potential sale. 
Okay, so what you're saying then is you help with financial planning with the business itself, not just on the personal side or? Well, more so just how it impacts their cash flow. Okay, well, that, right? I mean, that, that's awesome because, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of like the, the big, you know, hairy like thing in the room that you don't really even know, like, okay, how do these two fit together, right? Because so many times that that's the case. Um, you know, how, how yeah. do I know if I'm, if I'm pulling money out of the business to save for my retirement, you know, what if I need it? And then how does it yeah. affect? And yeah, that kind of analysis is huge. It's huge. I mean, for yeah. myself personally, that was, that was always a struggle for me. I, you know, I'd feel so guilty, like throwing money into my own IRA. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, yeah, but I, I might need to, you know, buy another, you know, mm-hmm. open another office or buy another copier or whatever it was. And and that's and that's spot on is just understanding that that cash flow and how it can be used and and just understanding the the liquidity and the goal of, of that because you know what we see I feel like it's either the business owner carries too much cash in the business or too little like never just just right and so and then saying okay well you know if you if you carry too much cash like over time the purchasing power inflate like that's that's not good so let's let's just create strategy doesn't mean that it's going to be just you know full on risk but like let's just create some strategy that will you know i always say improve and protect your net worth yes improve and protect the net worth and like okay so let's talk about what does that look like in terms of um like you said going beyond going beyond the investments what mm-hmm. does it look like what does it look like to protect yeah so you know i'll say maybe traditional advisors financial planners you know wealth advisors whatever we want to call them um they may just focus on the investment piece investment is definitely a a portion of what we do right mm-hmm. um but really um how should I say it? Is sometimes that's the easiest piece of what we're doing when there's so much complexity around the net worth of the business owner. And so we'll still, you know, have sound investments and um and you know, really make sure we cover that. But then it's really the planning around everything else. So I always like to say just anything that impacts your net worth, um, if that's an asset, if that's a debt, like that's where we want to help give advice on, mm-hmm. right? And again, we're not going to insert ourselves as a business coach to be a value driver. That's more of your role, but right. then understand, okay, well, this did improve the value. So now how does this impact the personal financial plan? Or if that's, you know, if they're, you know, into, you know, um, uh, real estate or um, yeah. anything like, you know, traditional investments, alternative investments is yeah. really looking at it holistically to say, okay, what are all the pieces that make up their personal ba- balance sheet and including the business? And, and advice around all of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's a holistic, like you said, I, I was just going to say real estate because I've, I'm thinking of a few clients in mind who, who own a mm-hmm. amount of real estate. And that's a good portion of their net worth. Um, and then, and then I've also got a few clients who are flush with cash and mm-hmm. are trying really hard to decide what to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so could we just, explore that for a couple seconds before we go to the next. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. On the, on the real estate piece is, you know, that's another piece of like understanding cap rates and like, um, like what is the equivalent rate of return? So like, uh, um, I don't pretend to be like a 
uh, a real estate expert on certain like commercial properties or, you know, or, or residential real estate properties, but then, but also, but understanding how that impacts their, their individual taxes, right. Or if they are potentially going to sell that property, or are they going to potentially, you know, exchange that. So um, again, like on that piece is understanding how that property, how that real estate is impacting their, ta- their, their taxes and then creating yeah. strategy, you know, um, um, around that and, you know, tax minimization strategy, um, around that on the real estate piece. And, you know, really if the real estate is producing income, well, then we count that as an income producer that will help generate for their current living and then their retirement living needs. Um, so on the, on the real estate piece, right. Um, now on the, on the cash side of it is like, especially in, the, in such a volatile market that we're in, um, today, you know, it's like, what, what do you do with that cash? And so there's, yeah, I don't always love to use rule of thumbs, but sometimes rule of thumbs are like easy, help makes it a little easier to understand where really, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So like the, 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 the first, like, you know, if, if we need something in the next 12 months, really, you know, I advise my clients, let's just keep that in cash or money market. I know that's not going to keep up with inflation right now, but yeah. we, we don't, we don't put that into the market. Something beyond that 12 to 24 months, then really long term, we should consider ways to, to grow that. And that could be, you know, through traditional, um, you know, investments like the stock market, right? And now it could be from the most aggressive to the most conservative, like where we're just trying to keep up with inflation. And the way I always say it is we, we first try to understand the goal of the dollars and then we assign, you know, the, the risk to that portfolio, right? Um, if, if kind of now getting back to real estate as you know, I've had conversations with clients is, is investing in real estate can be, you know, um, great income and can be great re- return. But then we know that our liquidity, you know, might be tied up. And so it's just, it's just looking at it all to say, okay, I always like to say like, where do we go in these, you know, oh crap moments of like, wh- where are we going to go? Right. And understand that, um, Hopefully we don't have to go there, but from line of credits to the business on the personal side, now, hopefully we built up enough ample, you know, investments, but until then we always need to kind of know the strategy of like those, oh crap moments of what happens. Right. Yeah. It seems like when you're owning a business and running a business and trying to grow a business, there's um, plenty of oh crap moments. Absolutely. There really is. Large and small. (laughs) So um, in working with your team, partnering with your team what is it that you think sets you guys apart like why do clients seek to work with you guys i think there's a few things i i think a lot of times what i'll call like the the triggering piece is they they the, the 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 client is just running out of time right and they they need a trusted partner right and so they just can't handle this themselves so there's the time piece where they want to you know, hire a, um, an advisor that just helps really uh, manage it all, right? So there's that piece. The other piece, oftentimes they want us to get involved, uh, again, similar to your role, is they're really looking for us to help quarterback it all. Because we have such a great picture of their their total net worth yes. is that they want us to be involved with their estate planning attorney, with their CPA and even with like your side um, on the on the business, I applying to the business coach because a lot of times that might impact um, the personal side. And so, yeah. really, what they want us to do is help quarterback and just as silly as it sounds, but just help communicate to all parties. 
And so that is another piece is just kind of helping quarterback it all. The other, the other piece that I think is a little unique is that like we really speak to not only that business owner entrepreneur, but also if they're married, their spouse. And what I've, what I've found is maybe at least how it's marketed and advertised in, in our space is that they're not really making sure that we address the concerns of the spouse, the non-business owner spouse. And what we do, and it's really just through facilitating conversation and understanding the goals and the values of both spouses and talking through that because the concerns, the priorities, the goals, um, short term might be very different. And if they're not on the same page, then, you know, it's potentially causing a lot of stress and anxiety. And once we cover and address those concerns, you get them back on that same page. And that just allows for them to really kind of push forward. Um, and so it's just, I always say we always, you know, welcome both spouses uh, to have a seat at the table. And I just, just because that the business owner comes in and yeah, they're the driver of that. I, I know just even with my, my own spouse, I've just, um, you know, the, the responsibility on the other side of that, that the other spouse is working or not. And so just making sure that we, we listen to them and address concerns because mo- most times like their long-term vision and long-term or in their values are the same, but it's like that short-term and the stressors and the priorities, um, they might be different. So I'd say that would maybe be a differentiator of just making sure that like both spouses, like you're, you're both going to be heard and we want to get you both on the same page. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons. And you just hit on the most important one, right? Because we're not exactly the same person and making mm-hmm. assumptions about what the other person wants, kind of not a, not a good idea, but you know, in addition to that, and, and this is kind of fresh in my mind from a, a recent situation, um, you know, one in the business, one not in the business, if something happens to the one that's in the business, then the one not in the business needs to have an understanding of what's going on um, because that person is going to be driving the financial decisions going forward. And, you know, which kind of leads me into my next comment and we'll go to the next question after this, but I just want to say, and I've said this so many times before um, that the relationship with the wealth advisor, with someone like you is the absolute most important relationship that the business owner will have. Okay. Um, that the CPA is important and all the surveys say that they're the most trusted advisor. And yeah. I get that yeah. CPA is, is only around as long as the business is around, you know, you'll need them to do your taxes later on, but you might not even get the same person. Um, but someone like you, I mean, with that, the whole picture approach, you know, before, during, and after everybody else like me, we all go away after the transition's finished. Right. Um, but you stay and, so, yeah, that's that's uh, something that I just like to emphasize on a regular basis because it's it's really, really important. And I don't think that business owners um, realize how important you really are. Uh, I would. And yes, there's been many times that clients have hired us for that continuity. If something happens to me, we know that you can help oversee it for my spouse. Yes. Right. And so, um yeah, I didn't realize that getting into the business, but it's real. And it, I've, um, yeah. unfortunately, I've, I've uh, experienced that. Definitely. So um, maybe just real, we've got a couple minutes left. Maybe we could just talk a little bit about, you know, some of the ways that you run your business. And then if you've got 
you know, mm-hmm. any other advice or tips that you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Yeah. So I'd say just quickly, like the way that we run our business is that if a business owner is running some type of operating system within their own business and using KPIs and goals and short term, you know, the, there's many ones out there from US to scaling up to all those like that's going to actually feel similar to how we run on the personal financial side, right? Like it's more of just like retiring into, you know, and the the sunset type of thing. Like we're actually going to have very technical strategy envisioning them the short term and the long term and then use um measurements and you know essentially like KPIs and how are we tracking towards that goal. So I think that that's going to resonate with that audience that they understand like to move the business forward we really have to track this and and kind of think big picture. Well, we're basic we do the same thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um and then and maybe just as far you know a few tidbits is you know, there there would be two of them is we offer what we call like a scorecard that basically is their, their financial health scorecard. Right. And, you know, just like you go in and get your doctor, you know, your physical and your, your checkup and your, your health vitals is, you know, we offer that at no charge just to get your, 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 your financial vitals in check. And then um, now with that information, it's what, what you do with it. Right. But it's going to be able to tell you, um, do you not have enough liquidity? How are you invested? Are you taking on too much risk? Um, what, What's your, your savings rate to your debt rate type of thing? And kind of these, again, the scorecard that is really going to help tell the, tell your own picture. And there, from that, whether you work with an advisor or not, it might be telling, um, of like your own, your own financial health. That would be one piece. Um, the other piece is, you know, just like in, in your, your book, Julie is basically just all business owners should know their exit options. Not to say that they will exit in the near future or even planning, but you have to understand what that exit could look like. Um, because the ones that don't, you know, it just, it comes to more of a surprise. And, um, and there's, you, I think just even emotionally, if you just have a better understanding of what the, what the exit could look like, it's going to put you in a better place of understanding it. And really dealing with it if that time comes, if it's a health situation or if just the time is right, or hey, the competitor or private equity group is now coming after you and they're having a very attractive deal is just to, to know what those access options could look like. Maybe it's an internal transfer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, thinking about that often uh, early on is really smart because it also impacts the kind of decisions that you make in how you want to grow and where and and what fashion and how fast or whatever. So yeah, all of Mm -hmm. that be factored into the decisions of, you know, what's, what's at the end. Right. Well, um, this has been great. You know, we could go on a lot longer, but we can't. So um, (laughs) I do appreciate being on the show. Um, This has been really helpful. And I think that your perspective and the background that you have is, is really awesome. I'm sure that the service that you provide for your clients is, well appreciated and you probably have raving fans. <laughs> well, and I was just saying that like when we get to partner with someone like you, Julie, that is really kind of strategic within the business, like your role is quite important too, because um, it's, you know, especially when a lot of times the business owners, their biggest asset is the business. Like we, we have to rely heavily on the work that you do. So we think highly of the work that you do too, Julie. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, Brian. Thanks for being on the show. 
And thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please rate us and review and subscribe. We really appreciate it. And join us again next time.